You are listening to Covenant, a podcast by Covenant Ministry, disrupting Christian orthodoxy and radical fundamentalism. If you would like to support our ministry, you can join our community on Patreon at patreon.com backslash covenant ministry. Music used in our podcast and in our videos is licensed by Wondershare Filmora. Additional music and editing provided by Anchor. Welcome to the first episode of Covenant Podcast, brought to you by Covenant Ministry. The goal of Covenant Ministry is to restore God's covenant on earth, God's covenant with men. This covenant was made with Adam in the Garden of Eden, and again with Noah after the flood. It was a covenant confirmed with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and with the prophets and messengers of God. It was a covenant confirmed through the blood of Jesus, the atonement sacrifice. It was a covenant with all of humanity. God's laws do not change. The rules that we must live by do not change. God's laws have been the same from the beginning of time until now. And as our society has changed, it proves that man has turned away from God. For God has not changed. Man has changed. Our laws and the changes in our society are a testament to the fact that humanity turned away from God away from his laws, away from God's covenant. Our society is focused on personal freedom, personal liberty, the rights of everyone. And yet God did not create us to be free. God created us to serve his will and to live by his laws and his commandments. God did not create us to serve ourselves and to seek our personal liberty, personal freedom. God created us to serve God, to serve His will. We must turn back to God's laws and follow His commandments and walk in His ways and do as God has instructed us and follow in His covenant and His law. Profess that there is one God, Jehovah and his son, Jesus, who died for the sins of all men, and was raised from the dead to sit at the right hand of his Father in heaven. And I profess the Holy Spirit. God is eternal from beginning till the end of all time. His law is eternal. His word is eternal. All that he has said is true and righteous and will remain true till the end of time. We were created to serve God, to serve His will, to follow His law, and to abide in His covenant. When we turn away from God, following our own ways, seeking our own self-fulfillment, personal liberty, freedom, success, prosperity, we turn away from the laws of God, from the covenant of God. And as we turn towards ourselves, and as our society turns towards the individual, we turn away from God's laws and all that He has commanded. It's upon us to turn back to God individually and collectively, for society to turn back to God, serve His will, carry out His commands. The world changes. Ideas and values change from generation to generation. 
And throughout the world, different nations have different ideas about what is right and wrong, different laws, different customs, different rules. So if the rules are constantly changing, and if the rules may be different in different places with different people, then who is right? The reality is that we may change, but God does not change. The law does not change. The covenant does not change. What God has said is the same as it has always been. It does not change. So if we change, then we are either coming closer to God or moving further away from God. We are making a change towards or away from what God has said. The law is unchanging. We think that when society makes a change for the better, that it is a good thing. But what do we base that on? Our society values, freedom, and liberty. But what of our responsibilities? Our responsibilities to our fellow creatures, our, our brothers and sisters, and our responsibilities to God. God didn't create humanity to be free. God created humanity to serve God and to follow his laws. to live justly and righteously and to do what is right. confront head-on one of the greatest fallacies in the Christian church, one that nearly every Christian accepts as, as true, and that is the idea that if you are a Christian and you've repented of your sins, that you are saved regardless of, of any wrongdoings that you've committed. And if you are not a Christian, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior and have repented, of any wrongs you may have committed, that you will be damned for all of eternity, regardless of, of how good a person you are. They will say things like, it's not by works alone that you can be saved, and, and they will quote Jesus in saying that through the Son you must approach the Father. These are of course taken out of context and are taken as evidence that God has said you must follow Jesus to be saved. And yet, how can this be true? What about Adam, Enoch, Abraham, Noah, Isaac, Jacob, and all of the prophets and the patriarchs, all the messengers of God, and all the people that followed Abraham and the people that followed Moses? They were not Christians. Jesus had not even been born yet. There was not even a race of people known as the Jews 
the Israelites did not exist yet as a people when Abraham said to follow the one true God. So how can this be true? How can it be true that you must be a Christian? What of everyone who lived before the birth of Christ? And what of those who lived in other lands and other places where the gospel had not yet reached? Of course, during, during the Middle Ages, when the Roman Church was all-powerful in Europe, there was something called indulgences where the rich could pay to sin. They'd go to their priest and say, I want to commit a sin, here's some money, and God would forgive them. This was a corruption within the church. If someone was not a Christian, they would be called a heretic or a witch, and would be arrested, accused of terrible crimes, thrown in jail, possibly executed. Because goodness did not matter, only being a Christian. And this was a corruption within the church that should have gone away with the Protestant Reformation, but did not. Because there's also a great marketing strategy to say, hey, follow us, we are the way. You must be a member of our congregation, our church, to be saved. But this is not true. You do not need to be a Christian to be saved. You don't need to be a follower of Christ to go to heaven. This is a lie within the Christian church. And what of those who have said, that being a Christian guarantees your salvation. You will go to heaven. Jesus himself said, many will say, Master, Master, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not, did I not cast out demons in your name? And he will say, I never knew you. Get away from me, for I never knew you. Follow the teachings of Jesus. And whether you believe that he is a great teacher or a prophet, or even the Son of God, or even if you believe that He is God, that He is Yahweh. You can follow His teachings and live by what He has said, and those teachings are nearly identical to every religion. For what did Jesus say? He said, Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. He said, Judge not, lest you be judged. By all means, follow his teachings, live by his laws, be a Christian, but do not assume that as a Christian you are saved. You must live by those laws and those teachings that bring you closer to God. Do not assume that others are damned to hell because they have not joined your church or called themselves a Christian. This is the greatest fallacy of Christianity, is this moral superiority and it is followed by hypocrisy, incredible hypocrisy within the church. As leaders within the church commit great crimes and sins, and they use, they use this belief in Christian superiority to justify all kinds of heinous acts. Thank you. Who is God? What is God? In the earliest times when people didn't know the Creator, they created gods out of, out of wood, or out of stone, or out of metals, and they worshipped those gods and gave them names. They honored the world around them, the earth itself. They created names for spirits and beings that they created. 
that this was not God. God was not in the stone, or in the, the wood, or in gold or silver. God is infinite and beyond comprehension. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the source of all being, the breath of life. God is eternal. God is infinite. Cannot be named. According to Jewish tradition, the word which God spoke at the moment of creation is a sacred word with four letters called the Divine Tetragrammaton, or the Divine Four-Lettered Word. And that word is spelled with the Hebrew letters Yod, He, Vo, and He, which symbolize earth, air, fire, and water. The God of the Old Testament was a God of physical manifestation. God appeared in a burning bush to Moses. God caused the winds to blow all night to part the Red Sea. And God caused the wind to blow all night to bring the locusts, and again to take away the locusts in Egypt. The earth opened and swallowed the enemies of Moses. The God of the Old Testament was the physical manifestation of infinite deity. God appears in fire, in earth, in water, and in air. God breathes into Adam to the first man, the breath of life, the spirit of God, the wind. Yahweh, the pronunciation of the four sacred letters, Yod, He, Vo, He, Yahweh, is the infinite deity manifested in the physical world. And that sacred name also has been referred to as Jehovah, which means the Yahweh. This is the God of the Old Testament, the Father. The physical manifestation of the infinite deity. A God who cannot be comprehended by man, a God who is beyond all understanding. In the Hebrew Kabbalah, God is said to manifest from infinite deity through ten sephirah, the highest being pure spirit and the lowest being the earth itself. God is infinite and beyond comprehension, and yet God manifests the physical world as an extension of his own being. The miracle of Jesus that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was also the infinitely manifest. The manifestation of infinite deity in the flesh. And as St. John wrote, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word is Yahweh. 
and the word that was with God was also Jesus. So Jesus is Yahweh, the Father manifested, the infinite manifested in the finite. I believe in one God, Yahweh, Jehovah, the Father, and in the Son, in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for our sins, and on the third day rose from the dead to sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and in the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ died for the sins of all men rose on the third day, conquering death, conquering sin, Jesus rose to sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven, to judge the living and the dead. There are many denominations, but only one church. All who believe in Christ are united in the Holy Spirit. There is only one church. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you are united with all Christians. There is one God. It is not a Christian God or a Jewish God or a Muslim God. It is not a Buddhist God or a pagan God. There is just one God. God is Lord of all and Creator of all. Author of all. God is omnipotent and omnipresent and supreme above all things. It is God that created all things. It is God that provides all things. God is one. God is eternal. God is supreme over all things heaven on earth. There is just one. God's covenant gives stewardship over the earth and responsibility to care for all of its creatures and to provide for the needs of all. Fail to preserve the earth and its riches and when we neglect the well-being of others we are violating God's covenant. God's covenant has been about the earth, about stewardship over the earth. That covenant was made with Adam in the Garden of Eden, and again with Noah after the flood. It was the commandment of God to go forth and multiply and have dominion over the earth, to have responsibility over all the creatures upon the earth, and over stewardship over the earth itself. God's covenant with the people of Israel uh, at the time of Moses gave to the people of Israel the land of Canaan to be their possession. And that covenant which he had established, that he had established with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was one that was, that meant, that was uh, ownership of the land, stewardship of the land. But God's covenant has always been about the earth, about, about uh, dominion and responsibility for the earth. This, this implies within it stewardship and responsibility for the for keeping the earth safe and protected from exploitation. Our wealth is the earth, it is the resources, it is the fish, the animals, the forests, the minerals in the ground. It is all that we've been given by God. It is our responsibility to preserve and care for the earth and all of its riches. How we distribute wealth is also part of that covenant. When there is extreme wealth and extreme poverty, where there is an unfair distribution of the 
earth's riches. That is also a violation of God's covenant with man. That is why we have been told to care for the poor. The world is one, and all people are of one race, and of one nation, of one kingdom. And the Lord over all is our God, who is one. And all religions are an expression of men and women's desire to please the eternal. There is no difference between one religion and another, between one faith and another, between one denomination or one sect and another. But God is one. And the people of the earth are one. And the kingdoms of the earth and the nations of the earth are one. We were not created in a vision, but created in unity. Turn to God, acknowledge the infinite and eternal God who is Lord of all things and creator of all things. Acknowledge the infinite and eternal deity, which is above and beyond all things and which is the unity of all things. For God is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And all that is, is by the will of God, in the mind of God. Turn to God and acknowledge His laws, His commandments, and the covenant that He established. The covenant that gave us stewardship over the earth responsibility for all the creatures of the earth, the responsibility for the governance of the earth. It is our duty to protect the creatures of this world, and to protect this world, to ensure, ensure the sustainability of our world, and it is our duty to care for others and to provide for our brothers and sisters. The extremes of wealth and poverty and the injustices that go on in this world, the works of man, are sins against God and violations of God's covenant. Turn to God. Trust in God follow his laws and his commands. There is this intense greed in the world today. Companies want to make not just a little bit of money, but they want to make as much money as they can, as quickly as they can. And they don't care how they, how they get it. They don't care about their employees. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about sustainable growth and development. They just want to make as much money as they can for their, their investors, for their shareholders. But what is wealth? What, what is wealth? What is money? Money is numbers on a ledger. Money is uh, dollars, paper printed with uh, a picture on it, coins that have been minted. Uh, what, do, what do these represent? They really are worthless except for what they represent, which is the world itself, the, the resources of the world. I mean, wealth really represents the fish in the sea and the animals in the wild and the 
forests, the trees, the minerals in the earth, and basically the world around us. That is what wealth represents. That is what those numbers on a ledger represent. That's what those dollars in a bank account or cryptocurrencies or any other representation of wealth. It is the earth itself. It is the resources that we have around us. God created man to serve and to have dominion over the earth, to rule over the earth. God gave men and women dominion over all things upon the earth and stewardship over the earth. no division between one people and another people, between one nation and another nation. There's no division between one religion and another religion. There's one God and one race of people. There's one world created by God, for God. We were created to serve God and to have dominion over the earth, over the animals, over the fish. To have dominion and authority over all things upon the earth, above the earth, beneath the earth, in the waters, in the seas. Ultimately, we were to become co-heirs with God through the sacrifice that Jesus made and through the resurrection. Sin and death were conquered and we were made co-heirs with God. To serve God, to serve the eternal. Our God is one. The world was created to live in unity, under God's laws, following God's covenant. There is one church. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are joined with all other Christians in the Holy Spirit. Our goal is to create a global Christian community. Join us on Telegram or Discord. Like a bird on a tree I'm just sitting here I got For just $5 a month, you can join our Patreon community and receive access to videos and other special features. Join us at patreon.com backslash covenant ministry. The world seems small. We can sit together. It's so beautiful. You and me. We meant to be. Thank you for listening to Covenant Podcast. 
disrupting Christian orthodoxy and radical fundamentalism. Find us on the web at covenant.today.